You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome on in on a Monday edition of the show. Catching up on everything that happened over the weekend in BYU sports. Tough loss for BYU football in San Diego. Another win for BYU basketball as they get ready for the return of Yoli Childs. And the women's volleyball team finds out their NCAA fate. We'll have it all covered for you on your podcast today. Today's show brought to you as always by our title sponsor, Desiree. First Credit Union, also brought to you today by All Guard Pest Control and a new sponsor on the show, Audible. We'll tell you about all of those companies as the podcast rolls on today. Let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for December 2nd, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on BYU with Locked On Cougars here. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all of the BYU news, notes, insider information, and opinion you can't find anywhere else. Each and every day we are here for you bright and early talking BYU sports. BYU suffers a head-scratching 13-3 loss at San Diego State Saturday night. And re-watching the film, I know I did a postcast edition of this game, and I talked a lot about the fact that BYU just didn't make sense that they could put up 400 yards of offense and only come out of this game with three points. I think Rocky Long, listening to some of the post-game comments from the coaches, etc., Rocky Long summed it up pretty good, I thought. He said that we made our kicks, they didn't. Speaking of BYU, San Diego State made both of their field goal attempts. BYU was one of three on their field goal attempts. Uh, San Diego State was pinning uh, the BYU back with regularity inside the 10 or 5-yard line on punts. And then BYU simply struggled to even get 30 yards out of a punt, it felt like, in this game. Rewatching the game, the special teams battle was just absolutely abysmal for BYU. And if I'm Ed Lamb, I'm tearing my hair out. And I know Ed Lamb doesn't have much hair left. But if I'm him, I'm tearing my hair out and I know he's divvied out the responsibilities for different units and special teams amongst other position coaches with BYU but as a special teams coordinator you take on that responsibility making sure that the special teams is up to date and it running at top capacity and let's put it this way against San Diego State it was absolutely pathetic plain and simple what BYU put out on the field in terms of special teams you're not going to win many games when you lose at the turnover margin three to nothing as we talked about in our postcast edition rewatching this game all three of the turnovers Zach Wilson throwing two interceptions also getting stripped on that flea flicker attempt watching this game San Diego State Rocky Long has BYU's number honestly I I feel like it doesn't matter what the coaching staff at BYU is like and this is speaking of the last two matchups in 2012 when BYU squared off against San Diego State in the Poinsettia Bowl BYU's offense couldn't do anything against Rocky Long's defense. This year, the same thing. The difference between those two games, one guy, Kyle Van Noy, now starring for the New England Patriots, a two-time Super Bowl winner. He scored two touchdowns in the final quarter against San Diego State in 2012 to lift BYU to that bowl win. Well, let's put it this way. Saturday night, BYU didn't have a Kyle Van Noy on that field, but the defense for BYU did their 
did their part of the bargain or held up their end of the bargain when it comes to the three phases of a football game. BYU's defense did everything they possibly could do. Should they have probably have prevented a touchdown at the end of the first half? Absolutely. But they went into prevent mode and they bent and they finally broke. And that's that, that's something that you have to hold against the defensive coaching staff and the players making plays on the field. But the offense and the special teams for BYU gave the Cougars no chance. BYU got inside the red zone and I, I turned the scoring zone is what I like to call it inside the 30 yard line if you're inside 30 yard line you should come away with three points at minimum ideally seven points each time you get inside there and all BYU does is come away with three points that's an absolute failure on the on the offense's part uh, Skylar Southam won the kicking job according to Kalani Sitake in practice last week he goes one of three on field goals as Jay Drew pointed out uh, since the first month of the season the kicking game for BYU they've made five of 13 kicks and amongst those eight misses Seven of them are inside 40 yards. 40 yards and in should be a chip shot, should be you can expect to make three points from your kicker at the collegiate level. I know that the whole hashtag college kickers is is a meme that we like to make fun of when a big kick is missed, etc. I get that, but inside 40 yards should be a reliable thing, and all of a sudden BYU has a massive kicking issue on their hands and even a punting issue. I just I go back to a lot of stuff I talked about in the immediate aftermath of this game. After rewatching the film, I come away with the same thoughts. BYU's offensive line struggled in this game. They seemed wholly unprepared for all of the pressure that San Diego State was going to bring their way. I don't get why they were unprepared for that, or if they just simply had a different thought of how San Diego State might attack them. Obviously, it was not enough. That's 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 one of the, that's hard hitting analysis here, but. You look at what San Diego State did against BYU, and it's frustrating. And honestly, it's very frustrating to see BYU struggle as badly as they did against the Aztecs. Rocky Long, he has BYU scheme figured out. The last time they squared off, it was a Bronco Mendenhall team. This time, Kalani Sitake was the head coach, and neither coach could solve the riddle that is the Rocky Long defense. Uh, the defense for for San Diego State, they bottled up BYU. They used their athletes on the on the outside, so we're talking cornerbacks, safeties, etc. BYU just couldn't get off press coverage once again. That has been an ongoing issue for years for BYU, dating back to feel like this entire decade, speaking of the 2010s, and I don't know if there's a correct answer of what BYU can do to figure out what they can do to get off press coverage. Guys like Dax Milne, uh, Talon Shumway, Gunnar Romney, all unable to break press coverage and get open down the field. Granted, Zach Wilson's throwing ability his arm isn't 100%. He's not back to 100% yet. And he's got a couple of weeks here, th- three weeks actually roughly before the bowl game here, hopefully to rest up his arm and his hand and hopefully get them back into shape. But it's not good enough. Plain and simple, it is not good enough from BYU. BYU's defense did what they should have done. They did what they needed to do to help BYU win that football game. And the offense crapped the bed, for lack of a better term. They have to score when they get inside the 30-yard line. And I know I'm coming off pretty hot and heavy on this BYU offense, but that was absolutely pathetic. 
frankly, I came away from it thinking BYU thought they'd arrived after putting up 49 points against one of the worst teams in college football in UMass a week ago and thought, you know what? We're good. We got this. And if you guys remember back a month or so ago, Eric Mateos on this podcast used the term rat poison that had snuck into his players' heads after the USC win, and he thought that that affected them in their losses to USF and Toledo. Well, guess what? That rat poison is back in the BYU offensive staff's entire meeting rooms as a whole. Quarterbacks, running backs, offensive line, tight ends, wide receivers, all of them looked way too nonchalant in that game. I know that they want to win football games. I'm not saying that they don't want to win football games, but they looked way too nonchalant entering this football game thinking that, you know what? We've arrived. We made it. And they did not make it. They got beat up. They got punched in the mouth. San Diego State absolutely owned them in this game. And credit to the Aztecs, they won that football game. BYU now looks to rebound. They'll have to figure things out. They'll find out their bowl opponent next Sunday or this coming Sunday, excuse me. We'll break that down for you um, as we find that out. I'm expecting it's going to be the University of Hawaii. It looks like all the bowl projections are coming back around to what I wanted to see from the Cougars, but we'll, we'll break that down for you when it comes. But BYU's offense, pathetic. Plain and simple, pathetic. They thought they arrived against UMass, and that affected them as they went into San Diego State, I feel like. If you guys disagree, let me know. At Jacob C. Hatch, at Locked on Cougars on Twitter. You also can check out the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at Locked on Cougars as well. We'll talk some BYU basketball here in just a moment. Uh, You guys can tell I'm frustrated. It's just you look at it, and you're like, you know what, BYU? You guys could have been so much better in this game. And... It just wasn't good enough, and I completely understand any BYU fan being upset about it, and I don't blame you one bit for airing your frustrations. You can be a fan and air your frustrations. I know that's kind of a moniker that people think, well, you can't be a good fan and sound off on your team. You can do that just fine. There's no problem with that, and I'm telling you guys, sound off all you want because BYU, they did not come ready to play in that game, and they got beat especially on offense in special teams. All right, we'll get to BYU basketball here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, Audible has the world's largest selection of audio books and audio entertainment. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash lockedonmba to check this out. Listening on the go, if you can't visit Audible right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. All right, guys, we'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a moment. Talk some BYU basketball. Before we do that, though, do need to talk to you today about our title sponsor here on Locked On Cougars, and that is our good friends over at Deseret First Credit Union. You hear about us talk about them all the time, but a reminder for you guys, Deseret First Credit Union is capable of servicing you and helping you out in whatever financial situation you find yourself in. Right now, they're asking everybody, what is your why? What is your passion in life? Whatever it might be, they're asking you to consider have you refi- consider refinancing your home loan to save some money and help fund your passion project and make that why a reality. Right now with Deseret First Credit Union, you can get a no-cost refinance that can cost you absolutely nothing, get you locked into a low rate, and potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys. It's a fantastic thing you should check out. I'm in the middle of uh, refinance myself right now. We're actually supposed to close on it 
here in the next week or so. And my wife's been making fun of me nonstop because I was so reticent to go forward with it because I was just like, it's so much paperwork. It's a huge hassle, blah, 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 blah. All of my belly aching. It's pretty much been unfounded. It's been a relatively painless process. It's been absolutely phenomenal. And we are going to be saving ourselves some money. It's a fantastic option if you're looking to put more money back into your pocket. I think all of us are looking to do that. So give Deseret First Credit Union a call, regardless of where you're at in life. Whatever stage of life you're in, they can help you out. Uh, Give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to learn more about what Deseret First Credit Union can do for you with their financial services. Once again, Deseret First Credit Union Mortgage Team, 801-456-7070, or dfcu.com. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC, terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. All right, guys, need to take a minute today and talk to you about BYU basketball. Free Yoli is here. BYU finished up their uh, nine-game stretch without their star player having to sit out due to NCAA rules, which are still just stupid. I I will never get over that fact. But BYU finishes out the nine games without Yoli Child Saturday afternoon with a 98-63 blowout of Montana Tech. This was expected. Montana Tech is a lower division team, not the ideal opponent for BYU who likes to fancy themselves as a team that can play high-level competition game in and game out. But they had a hole in their schedule, and they filled it in with Montana Tech. I believe Mark Pope and the head coach of the Ore Diggers are old friends, and that's how this kind of came together. But BYU rolls behind a balanced offensive attack to their highest output in terms of points on the season with 98 in that 98-63 to win. I thought it was a pretty solid game all the way around. Ten different players scored for BYU. Jake Toulson had a game-high 17 points. TJ Hawes was perfect from beyond the arc. All four of his three-point attempts went down as he contributed 15 points and tied his uh, season high with six assists in the win. I just feel like everything about this game screamed, okay, this is the steady Eddie performance you want to see from BYU without Yoli Childs. Now they get ready for a big-time showdown against the Utah Utes Wednesday night in Salt Lake City at the Huntsman Center. Cougars going to have Yoli Childs back on the floor. We'll see how he adjusts in his first game back. I'm not expecting necessarily him to have a huge game, but you never quite know until that guy gets onto the court and how he performs. Childs had a fantastic showing against Utah last year in the uh, game over here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Had a monster dunk, one of the iconic dunks of his career in BYU's recent past in that game. And I do wonder... Uh, how he'll come out in this game against Utah and also how Utah will respond to having Yoli Childs back on the court. BYU at 6-3 and three right now with you out Yoli Childs. I almost think it's a best-case scenario for what you could have expected for BYU coming out of this. They've got big wins this season over the likes of Virginia Tech, UCLA, and Houston without Yoli Childs. That is a fantastic run so far this year. Those are all resume-building wins for the Cougars. And now with Yoli Childs returning, you should expect BYU's offense to get even more potent as they go forward here. they got big time games coming up Saturday against UNLV here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. The following Tuesday they got a game against Nevada in Provo. I know Nevada's not what they were the last couple of years, but still a high level opponent. They've still got Utah State, Weber State and on the, on the schedule in the non-conference before getting into their conference slate, which they open up early on always as always it feels like with St. Mary's early on in the conference slate. So you look at it and there's a big opportunity for BYU to pile up a bunch of wins here in the non-conference continue to build that non-conference resume and then once again into conference play you're always hoping that they can just roll and start picking up some wins Gonzaga 
looks like the class of the Mountain West once again. St. Mary's just beat Utah State, who is ranked 15th in the country on their home court. So it's going to be a battle in the West Coast Conference this season. But I expect that BYU with Yoli Childs returning to the lineup should be expecting that, hey, you know what? We did pretty good without this guy, and he is a fringe NBA player. Is expecting himself to play at the, high, at the next level at some point. I would expect that BYU coming into this game against Utah is going to have a lot of confidence knowing, you know what, now we have a true inside presence, and that's not to say that a guy like Kobe Lee has not been good at points for the Cougars, but having Yoli Childs and his ability to really dominate on the interior should make BYU's floor spacing even better as they move forward here in the non-conference schedule and on into conference play, but all things considered, sitting at 6-3 and three on the season at this point with Yoli Childs returning to the lineup Finally, he's eligible to play for the Cougars. I think you made a good run there. You'll kind of rue, I think, that loss to Boise State, honestly, in overtime up there in Boise. That is going to be a tough one to overcome because Boise's not necessarily going to be a world beater. The loss to San Diego State looks more and more like a quality loss. You actually had the closest loss that San Diego State has suffered uh, in terms of the closest margin of victory for San Diego State, who is 8-0 on the season with that five-point loss in Provo. So not not a perfect 6-3 and three record, but considering what it could have been without Yoli Childs, I think you'll take it as a BYU basketball fan. I'm looking forward to Wednesday night and seeing what he does as he retakes the court with the Cougars against their rival, the University of Utah. All right, there you go. Some of the thoughts on BYU basketball. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we normally do. Want to keep you up to date with your daily podcast, all focused on the Cougars, because that is our goal with this daily podcast. Reminder for you guys that this podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be found. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pocket Cast, the Himalaya Podcast app. Regardless of wherever podcasts can be listened to, Locked On Cougars is there and available. And I thank you guys for your continued support of this podcast. Please continue to share with your family and friends this holiday season. Once you see them, you probably haven't seen them in quite a while. If they're big BYU fans, tell them, hey, there is a podcast that's focused on BYU that is available to you every day. And guess what? It's free. That's the best part about it. So thanks again for your support of the podcast. We'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News next. Women's Volleyball finds out their NCAA fate last night. We'll talk about that. Before we do that, though, do need to take a minute and talk to you today about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. You've heard me talk about All Guard Pest Control. They're big-time BYU fans. Seth Baird is the owner. I've met with him multiple times, and he is a massive Cougar fan, and he wants to help you guys out with whatever your pest control needs are. You can get anything you need in terms of your service pack from All Guard Pest Control. Two unique ones I want to talk to you about here. They offer two unique programs. One is a quarterly pest control program where his company, All Guard, will come out once every three months, make sure that your home is protected and keep that barrier up around your home so you don't have that peace of mind knowing that no creepy, crawly things are going to be coming into your home regardless of what time of year it is. They also offer one-time services. If you notice an issue you need treated just the one time, All Guard Pest Control will come out, take care of you, and they're not going to require you to sign a contract that requires, quote-unquote, multiple follow-up up visits. That's not how they do business at All Guard Pest Control. They are the best of the best. They use the safest products in the industry. Their online reviews are absolutely incredible, and they're a local company to boot. They're based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. So if you need pest control services, give All Guard Pest Control your 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 money. Let them know that Locked On Cougars and J-Catch sent you when you give them that call. Call them, 801-851-1812. Once again, 801-851-1812. 1812 or go to allguardpestcontrols.com. 
All right, guys, as we wrap up today's edition of the podcast, let's move over to the women's volleyball sphere. BYU received the number 14 overall seed in the NCAA tournament, which will begin this coming weekend. And as such, they will host the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament at the Smith Fieldhouse this coming Friday and Saturday. Uh, they will face New Mexico State at 7 o'clock on Friday, December 6th at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. BYU is 20-5-4 on the season. New Mexico State 27-3 and out of the whack. Uh, before that, that. The other four, two teams in their pod consist of the University of Utah, BYU's rival, and Illinois. They'll square off in Provo at 4 o'clock Mountain Time. And then the two winning teams from Friday's matches then will play that second round contest Saturday at 7 o'clock Mountain Time with the winner advancing to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. BYU is favored to make it out of this pod, obviously, is the seeded team, the number 14 seed. I think BYU is not necessarily as strong this season as they have been in past seasons, making runs to the NCAA National Championship as well as the Final Four. But I'll tell you this much. Heather Olmstead and her team, when it comes to tournament time, they are tough as nails and they will be a tough out regardless of when and if they get knocked out. Uh, one other note for you guys in terms of the women's soccer program, if you heard the postcast edition of Locked on Cougars late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, I mentioned it, but I also wanted to say a big congratulations to Jennifer Rockwood and her team. They finished out their season losing in the quarterfinals at Stanford 5-1. I mentioned to you guys previewing this game on Friday that I felt like if BYU beat Stanford, they'd be the odds-on favorite to win the national championship. Well, guess what? I think Stanford had something to say about that. It was 4-0 at halftime. The Cardinal absolutely rolled in this match and BYU uh, I think it was a, a hard fought lesson because or a, t- a tough lesson to learn I guess if you're Jennifer Rockwood's team they hadn't been beaten all year long that is actually their first loss of the season and knocks them out of the NCAA tournament in the Elite Eight another solid season for Jennifer Rockwood's team but at some point I know that these players want to break through and make the final four in terms of the NCAA tournament so BYU Women's Volleyball looking to make another run at the Final Four in their own regard. And Women's Soccer learning a tough lesson playing against probably the best team in the country and getting beat up on their on that team's home field out there in Stanford. So a rough weekend for Women's Soccer, but best of luck to Women's Volleyball as they get ready to take on New Mexico State. And you would expect the University of Utah hopefully Saturday night in a rivalry showdown in the round of 32 of the NCAA Tournament. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. It's been an absolute honor and a privilege to be back with you on a Monday. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this podcast, listening to it as much as I enjoy doing it. It is a ton of fun. We're going to do here in the final month of the of the year, it's the final month of the decade, we're going to do some look backs at the decade that was for BYU sports. It's been a wild decade. BYU is a football independent moving into the West Coast Conference. There is a lot to recap. We'll do some of those. Of course, it is a silly season when it comes to college football coaching. Could BYU see some staff shakeups? We'll break that down for you and bring that to you as we hear it and learn about news and notes, etc. The insider information that I mentioned you can't find anywhere else will be here on this podcast. So stay with us each and every day here on your daily podcast focused on BYU, the Locked On Cougars podcast. We'll have it all covered for you. Enjoy whatever's left of your Monday. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for December 2nd, 2019.